0: Welcome back to Breakthrough Conversations. We are joined by Hirsch from Aligned Agency. Yo yo, How's it coming down, brother. No, Matt, no worries. Exciting. It is exciting, yeah. I was going to first ask, how did the, how did line come to be? Um, yeah, so I guess long story short, basically, um,
1: when I was at university, I uh, well, I started doing engineering like back in the day. So this is like you know going back to like 2011 when I first went to uni. Um, just because I was like good at like maths and physics and science and that sort of stuff. Mm. But like, you know, I've always, always loved business, always loved entrepreneurship. Like I was like buying and selling shit since I was like, you know, seven years old kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I've always had that oh, in the blood. Okay. And like, yeah, yeah, the family and stuff as well. Like I've always had that in the blood. Um, but yeah, I just like, well, wh- I definitely want to do the whole uni experience. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I guess you're conditioned to think about it from like, way young but also yeah. like it just seemed like a shitload of fun like wanted to obviously like make new friends have cool adventures that kind of thing yeah so I got into engineering but then like in uh 2013 so about like two and a half years kind of into the degree um me and my best mate um we went to europe and i was like drunk and high in a shower in barcelona i had this like fucking epiphany i was like man like i shouldn't be in like engineering like i should be in like business and marketing and like commerce and that sort of stuff mm. but I didn't know how that was going to eventuate so i got back changed my degree to um, like commerce and engineering. And then like with the commerce side of things, I specialize in marketing. I mean, not that like university marketing is useful in any way, shape or form, like at all. It was a waste of time. But yeah, it just in terms of like, it's just not so, so backwards and so not relevant to like digital, like, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, SEO, you barely even touch on any of that sort of stuff. Wow. Like at all, wow. which is, what is really it Based
0: on like a 70s model of marketing? Or? Yeah, no, well, like actually no, it's very yeah.
1: like, it's, it's a core psychological mm-hmm. principle was like traditional marketing, that kind of thing, which is cool. Um, and like, I guess you need to learn it, but like you don't need to spend like three years kind of doing it. Yeah. Uh, and you can learn that stuff in like, in like a, a four week mastermind type of course on like Udemy or just like, you know, with so many different marketing entrepreneurs and trainers and that kind of thing now. But then with one year to go, like we were just, I was, I was just thinking like, you know, obviously, what's the next step? Like after I after I graduate, um, you know, what do I want to be doing, and I just started googling, like you know, different marketing agencies and digital agencies and that kind of thing in Perth. And I think I applied for about forty-five, like I guess, internship or grad positions and that kind of thing with like a year to go of uni. And it was just like, I guess, not so much rejection after rejection, but a lot of people just wouldn't get back to you. Then I like call places and you get the reception, and then like you have all these gatekeepers and this oh, and that, and like yeah, yeah, it's so, like basically went, you know, went like um for quite a while sort of doing that, like, and then I just, at, at that time as well, because I was working at JB Hi-Fi, um, I was trying to get, like, some work experience, and I was like, what's a really creative way to get, like, you know, work experience kind of thing? So I just, like, everyone that came into JB Hi-Fi to buy, like, at least $5,000 worth of shit, like, you know, MacBooks and this and that. I was like, oh, yeah, like, it might be a business purchase. So I just asked them what they did for a living. And if they're a business owner, I would put the receipt into a business name. I would just, like, basically tell them that, like, uh, I'm, like, a marketing, digital marketing kind of a consultant. Yeah. And, like, you know, if they're looking for someone to kind of, like, help with that sort of stuff, then I'd be, like, happy to sort of, like, you know, do a consultation for them, that kind of thing. Didn't really know what I was doing, but, like, one of the guys that came in, this guy called Nathan, he ran, like, a um, a... Like a modular housing studio. Yeah. So like they convert shipping containers into homes and that kind of thing. And, like, oh wow, that's pretty and cool. Stuff. And um, we got along really well. And uh, he was like, mate, like here's my number, give me a call, kind of thing. And like I'd already been sort of like interning, sort of working with him for about three or four months. Right. What was super cool is like um, he'd already like made a shit ton of money in like a bunch of his other businesses. So this is, like a bit of a passion project. Mm. But he actually, um, you know, I barely, I, I'd, I'd sort of like read snippets of the Four Hour Work Week and that kind of thing, sort of back in the day. But he really taught me about like the practicalities and like the in detail of like outsourcing models. But oh, this is going back to like, you know, 2014. So it was like still very like underground, new, kind of yeah. like new school sort of stuff. Yeah. And he was like showing me websites like Elance and Freelancer and like, you know, Upwork. And actually this is before mm-hmm. even Upwork existed and how to connect with different like skilled people like around the world. Yeah. And I was just like, my brain was just peaking, bro. I was like, holy shit, there's like... Mm-hmm. All this world full of like crazy talent that you can access at like a fraction of the cost and then it was really funny because like i was doing a lot of his marketing stuff coordinating with like um different outsources different freelancers that kind of thing yeah. and i was like seeing what was possible i was like man what would be hilarious if like i started like outsourcing some of my uni assignments so i was like <laughs> like, like like we did this one where we had to create a product in 3d printer and like do like a full like marketing plan that kind of thing on it and i got like the 3d models and the 3d printing plans and this and that from like some dude in hungary and it was like, I don't know, 90 US dollars or whatever. Yeah. And like, um, my whole uni group was like fucking blown away. And then like, even the teacher was just like, this is just absurd. Like, it's the best time I've ever seen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, True. around that time, I was like, after getting those 45 rejections and that sort of stuff, I just thought like, man, I could literally get people to do SEO, Google ads, help me out with the website design, that, that kind of thing. All mm-hmm. I have to do is get the clients and like learn how to put those tools together to actually get like an outcome. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck these like agencies and stuff. Like you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, if I can't like break in that way. I'll just like start cold calling a few different like businesses and like um because I had a bit of a background and like say obviously with JB Hi-Fi before that I worked for, with uh I worked at Telstra like doing like literally like phone calls. Oh so you were thing. numb
2: to it at this point. Yeah, yeah like yeah, pretty yeah, pretty yeah. numb pretty yeah. numb
1: like as in like you know you once you've made like a thousand cold calls man you just like rejection it just, you just like, like yeah you don't yeah do it's, shit. It's,
2: yeah
1: um but what was really cool was um at that time the only people that were like cold calling businesses and stuff around like Perth were typically overreach companies or overseas companies. Yeah. So just by hearing like a voice from like WA and that kind of thing, the initial niche that I was sort of going after was like, because it was around the time where Google just released Google Business Profiles and Google My Business and that kind of thing, and I was basically getting like that was back kind of when like a lot of tradies were getting their work off of Gumtree. Yeah. But like Gumtree was like starting to get real shit because everyone sort of worked that out and like everyone like shopping on Gumtree was like you know like trying to screw people down on price and that kind of thing. So my whole value proposition was like, I was cold calling tradies that were advertising on Gumtree, being like, hey, we'll get you off Gumtree, we'll set you up like with a wicked presence on Google, website, (coughs) Google business profile, get you ranked in your local area, start running a few ads, that kind of thing as well, and help you scale up your business that way and really like build your own asset. Um, And it was really cool, man. I was in my last year of uni and um, we turned over like 100K while I was like, in 2015 between like, January and December, and I was like at uni full time working at JB Hi-Fi, but just like on the absolute fucking hustle, like twenty four seven, and it was really awesome because like at the end of that year, um, this dude that I met, Gun, um, like on one of those like online entrepreneurship kind of like mastermind type things that I joined, he had that wicked house on the foreshore,
2: oh yeah, and we used to
1: like connect there and do masterminds there and that kind of thing throughout the year, and one of his housemates was moving out, and like was I, I ran the numbers and stuff, and I was like. Even though I was outsourcing like most of the stuff, and then like obviously doing all the strategy and that kind of thing over here, mm. I was making just enough to like fully fund my life, not have to get a job and like move out, rent there, like, and just kick nice. off life kind of that. You know, kick off like post uni life sort of that way. Mm. Um, and that's how it all came together, which was sweet. So I just literally rolled straight out of uni, and the business was already turning over six figures, um, oh, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. super cool. Um, and then it's like you know, as soon as you go from doing something part time and you go like all in, like shit just takes off. So Mm then next year, like 2016 was, I guess like, I I say that I kind of officially started the business in 2016 because it was all a bit of a, like, you know, very part-time and just like fitting it all in as much as I could, but like kicked it off 2016 and like that was a really good year. And then from there it was just like, it's just been going, growing and evolving and like getting better and better and better sort of ever since. Oh, damn Yeah, which is
0: cool, so. Yeah, well, when you outsource, Mm -hmm. are there countries that you know normally lean towards that have have better English or? They more have a better work ethic or?
1: Yeah, like I would say, I mean, honestly, like the, the two, the, well, the three places that I've outsourced to, I've tried different people from like all over the world, mm. just time zone-wise and skill-wise. Um, Philippines, incredible. Mm. India, really, really good as well. Mm. And um, like our lead developer right now, uh, I've been working with him. Like I was his first ever client. Oh, um, wow. It's crazy, okay. bro. Yeah, Mafuz, man. He's such a king. Like I was his first ever client on Elance. Like this is before Elance sold to Upwork. Yeah, And he's like... Now he's like a freakishly good, like insanely amazing web developer that he's just grown his career over the last like sort of eight years and he'd be like better than like ninety-seven percent of developers in Perth.
0: Wow.
1: Um, amazing worker. He's based out of Bangladesh. I really want to go and visit him because like I've visited like everyone else a few times, but yeah. like I haven't I don't know why I haven't gone to visit him. Does he want to migrate? Sorry? Because he wanna he migrate. No, he's <laughs> the king of Bangladesh, man. Oh, okay. it so man, it's crazy. Like he literally it was so funny. Like me and um a couple of my staff like over here were just like now, what have we done wrong? Like is driving around in a drop top Lexus with a sunroof and a driver and like <laughs> I'm still whipping around this like super outback. Like this is crazy.
2: <laughs> it's cause he lives in back. Yeah, head, so exactly,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, it's awesome, like he's, um, so th- that's where I've had the most experience in. Awesome. But I've connected with staff in like, um, <clears throat> oh, just like contractors, that kind of thing in the US. Um, one in South America, like I've just tried heaps of different stuff, but yeah. Philippines is amazing. Like our team over there is just so awesome. Like really, really, really cool. Yeah, really cool. Um, And you know, we've got three full-time staff in the Philippines as well. Like magical people, amazing work ethic, ridiculously skilled,
0: like, and yeah. I noticed you have quite a big team here in Perth as well. What were some of the first hires you made to have a local team in Perth? And why do you want to have a team in Perth, not just? yeah everything.
1: um so basically that's a that's a good question it's 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 funny because there's i reckon there's two parts to that there's like who i'd hire first if i was to do it again and who yeah. i actually hired first oh, cool. uh, i mean the whole journey has been amazing like i haven't regretted absolutely anything yeah. um first hire in perth was um i guess like a head of web development because like at that time a lot of our business was like websites website design yeah. so um this guy that i went to uni with uh and i sort of like new like friend of a friend we like met each other at a couple of parties like had beers like a couple of times that oh, kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was the first guy that came on board and that was that was awesome and like me and him are still just like super tight to this day he's an absolute legend um, he's like a like big dog software developer at curtain now um, so he kind of moved on from like the whole digital agency space and just like is killing it that way mm-hmm. so that was the first one the second one um, was a head of a current head of search marketing paul so he'd been like super experienced in the industry and um, is crazy my mentor um, he runs this amazing agency called Dialect like they're just like the fucking, the best of the best. What are they called? Dialect Digital. Okay, Um digital. Yeah, so he like, he was hiring, this guy applied for a job with him, um, but like because his agency is based quite far south and like Paul lives quite far north, mm. he was like, man, I just interviewed this amazing dude, like you just go chat to him because I know you're obviously hiring for a bit of a digital marketing role, that kind of thing. Um, and then we, we hit it off pretty well. Um, and he, he had so much experience as well, so that was really cool. So then that was the second hire. So then we had like kind of web development, digital marketing sort of like covered by like a, a lead, I guess, like technical kind of expert, Yeah. which was definitely a game changer. Um, I was still doing all like the like the sales, the high level strategy, the account management, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, dealing with the clients day to day, that sort of stuff. But it was cool to have all of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, at, at this point, we already had like, you know, um, two full timers in the Philippines, like Jan and, uh, and Paradise. Yeah. We're both just bloody amazing. She was my first ever hire in the Philippines, Jan. Um, And then from there, uh, basically after, um, like Harry sort of moved on, we hired like a new head of web dev, Jazz, and she's like bloody amazing, and she's more on the creative sort of side of things as well. And then from there, the team's just like grown because the next thing that I I realized that I had to basically hire in was someone to deal with the client sort of day to day. um, And like be that like, you know, kind of point of contact because it got to the stage where I was like doing a lot of client management Mm. and trying to grow the business as well. And then from there you know we've we've now hired a couple of account managers head of seo that kind of thing and mm. we're currently hiring for, for two roles as well so nice. finally at the point where um i need to hire a two ic or a general manager okay, um cool. to really take over the um the day-to-day runnings of things yeah um and another like digital account manager with a bit of experience like obviously because like, we're our client base is growing quite a bit which is awesome
2: Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all yeah. been ticking along. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude. What did you find is the biggest difference between working with people in the Philippines and the Western world? Um, in to
1: be honest, man, not really much. Hey, because yeah. at the end of the day, like everyone's driven by pretty much the same things universally. Yeah. Like everyone in the Philippines is driven by pretty much the same shit as everyone kind of over here mm. at the end of the day. I think um, over here, like th- th- there is definitely like a, a few sort of like core values difference in that kind of thing. Mm. Um, the biggest thing is just like, when you've got people here in the office and that kind of thing, like I, I don't, I don't think it's practical um, to have, like, if you've got clients paying you a premium amount every single month, it's not practical to basically have someone who's like very far removed from the, the day-to-day running situation dealing with the clients directly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like account management, like high-level strategy sort of stuff, because like to be really good, like advertising and doing digital marketing and like a local market that kind of thing yes you can get people that are like really good like from overseas kind of doing it but nothing beats like the cultural experience the cultural var- values like the the lived in experience and that kind of thing by living yeah. here so it is it's it's sort of like it's same same but different yeah um but i think in terms of client facing roles and uh like more client communication like those kinds mm-hmm. of roles and stuff they just sort of have to
0: have them based here have to
1: have them based here True, yeah so for
0: sure if you were to start it again who'd be your first hire
1: it's really funny i um so i was chatting to my mate alex who's been on the podcast as well like last is that week at his, yeah, yeah yeah at nice. his birthday and i was like you know if i was to do it again i'd probably hire a two ic and the general manager first
2: okay.
1: like straight away because like the, the whole visionary integrated dynamic like in terms of like you know typically entrepreneurs are like more visionary kind of people mm. and then um like the integrator is basically just like the the person that kind of brings everything together from like a, a a very mechanical kind of perspective okay. so but we were having a bit of a chat I think you have to be at a certain place mm. you, you have to sort of figure out your your product mix you have to build a lot of core competencies and be a, like better than everyone else doing what you're doing like kind of already you have to like have a, an established book of clients you have to have something for a, a 2 I zero general manager to kind of manage before you sort of bring them in mm. so I would probably bring in um, a client-facing account manager and like um, with good strategy skills, and train them up even further on a strategy and, and, and business knowledge and that kind of thing. Sort yeah. of first, um, and and I'll probably do that first, and then and and, and get a two IC sooner down the line. But in saying that, everyone that's come on board, it's like you know you can never you can never doubt the journey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You can never doubt the journey because everyone that's come on board—it's always been like divine fucking timing, man. Like Beautiful. everyone that's come on board has come on board at the right time, and with the way that it's all unfolded, we wouldn't have been ready to get that next person on board until now.
2: Nice. Oh so, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, you know, I mean, obviously, when, when I say I'd get like a two IC on board first, or when I get like an account manager on, on board for, like on board first, it's like if I was to start now, knowing everything I know. Um, because you know product market fit the client services fit um, knowing our pricing points all that kind of thing as well like I'd know that straight away from the get-go and cut that learning curve in like you know in one-tenth which is why I'd go for these roles first but given the way it's kind of gone and like Mm -hmm. how it's like everything has been a complete journey of like identity and self discovery do you know what I mean Mm. so you can't really
0: yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a tough question. Yeah, well, yeah. what are some of the biggest obstacles that you face with running this company, building it, and, and maintaining it? Obstacles, obstacles, obstacles. Um, what challenges? Yeah,
1: do you know what, man? Probably just like all my internal shit, hey. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. Like, the actual, if I was to look at the unfolding of everything, it sounds like not in like a cocky way at all. It's actually It's actually been pretty easy, man. It's not been difficult. It's the, the most difficult stuff has been like the shit that like comes from like within.
2: Yeah.
1: Like all your like maybe conditioning, some of your mindsets, like believing that you can't charge a lot more than what you're charging. It's mm. all like internal unlocks that have been like the biggest levers kind of thing. Yeah. So the hardest part is just like been going from like internal unlock to internal unlock to internal unlock. Yeah. But in terms of the like external sort of stuff, like you can choose, like, yes, there's obviously been long hours. Yes, there's been like a lot of like hustle. Yes, there's been like hard work, all that sort of stuff as well. Like, you know, there's, there's obviously been periods of times where I've worked like 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, that kind of thing yeah. as well. But there's not really been like any moment where like I've really had to, like, I've had to be ruthlessly disciplined to get everything in. So, like, if I want to get like, you know, like training in, time with family in, time with friends in, a few trips, like, to, like, because, you know, if you don't do all these things, a, you're gonna live a shit life and B, you're gonna resent it at some stage. Yeah. Like you'll make it financially, you make it in business and be like, well, that was a fucking waste of time, because the rest of my life's gone to shit kind of thing. Yeah. So still being able to do all those kinds of things, but like the amount of like ruthless discipline you need to develop to be able to do all those kinds of things while growing it mm. is quite a bit. But still it hasn't been like super difficult externally. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's, you know, the biggest obstacles is just being like internally, you know, should have charged a lot more from the very beginning. Mm because like you know the self belief was there and the ability was there but like the internal worth of like what you're worth and that kind of thing mm. that you have to like see like fuck i'm worth a lot more than this and then yeah. you start charging more and then boom you hit the next level very quickly mm.
0: so was the that the biggest, biggest was that your biggest challenge
1: i think yeah honestly the biggest thing was just like um should have started charging way more way sooner
0: okay oh,
1: yeah, okay well yeah like definitely way more way sooner and um just understanding like the mechanics of business like Like understanding, like, you know, how to structure an organization properly from the top Mm. down, including, like, you know, like organizational charts, organizational flow, that kind of thing. Um, Like, I've been working with a wicked business coach the last couple of years. um, And that's where, like, you know, things have gone, like, to the next level, like, very, very, very quickly. Um, And then working with, like, an energetic, like, kind of spiritual coach as well. uh, That's Mm. been fucking awesome to, like, just unlock all of those things kind of within really, really, really fast. But um, the. Yeah, the two things is understanding how to structure the business from the from the very beginning, and then like you know just charging premium from mm. the very 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 start. Like um, the conversation I have with everyone that's like starting businesses now is like, man, just join masterminds and, and hire a
0: coach who's yeah. been there, done that. But who was your favorite coach? or the coach you have now? Um,
1: so th- there's a guy called Pete in the UK. So he's yeah. like exited a couple of agencies. He sits on the board board of a few agencies, that kind of yeah. thing, yeah. which is really awesome. And then um, I just work with Holly in Perth, Holly Loxton. Okay. And she's like awesome from like an internal kind of like alignment perspective, like energetic, spirituality, that sort of stuff as well. And nice. like doing those two at the same time, it's like, you've got like guidance on the mechanics and everything on the side of business. And you've mm-hmm. got like, you know, someone helping you like, in, like internally align your
0: compass, man. It's a fucking bulletproof combination. That's cool, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. sick. Coach on the inside, coach on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting into the, into the marketing, like in such a noisy world, how does someone, how does a, a brand starting out or any brand get attention get notice and stand out so I probably am not the best person to ask when it comes to most businesses
1: but what we specialize in is um is like growing service-based businesses so whether it's like trade like you know trades based businesses like you know white-collar service based businesses Mm -hmm. industrial and commercial service based businesses um, like we're really 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 good at marketing those businesses but if you'd ask me about like e-commerce, like, you know, different products, coaching and consulting, that kind of thing as well. Mm. Um, Like, I don't think that I'd be the best person to ask at all because, like, while I see them and I, like, can sort of study them from, like, an external perspective and that sort of stuff, like, Mm. all of my experience and dedication has gone into just purely service-based businesses for the last, like, you know, eight, eight, nine years. But what I would say to that is um, it's not even about, like, standing out, like, with service-based businesses, it's not about standing out and doing something just super fucking crazy or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. just... Like not being shit, that's like, you'd, you'd be extremely yeah. surprised to how far you can get by not being shit. <laughs> um, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and then just like really just focusing on core principles and just doing, doing things extremely simply and in the right order and just being 20, 30% better than everyone else. So an example would be like, you know, if you're in a trades and home improvement business or a commercial industrial services business or whatever it is, like typically not all the time, um, but typically, like you know, we, we customize a strategy for every single client. Mm. But like the best place to start um, would be you know something like Google Ads, because mm. at the end of the day, like the, what, how I love describing Google Ads is like there's like a consistently flowing river of money just flowing through, right? And all you're doing is you're just tapping in and just taking some of that for yourself, um, mm. because like for any service, like whether it's like a, a plumber or a Sparky or any other kind of home improvements, or with roofing, double glazing, paving, flooring, pressure cleaning, whatever it basically is. Or even like, I'm talking like, you know, some of our, like we've got $3 billion brands on as clients as well, that are just like in, in like typically, like very, very, very traditional industries, like, you know, shipping containers,
2: mm. and like,
1: you know, ISO tank containers and that sort of stuff, but like, you know, like billion dollar businesses. Wow. The thing is, like, there's always a stream of people searching for that solution on Google, Yes. At all times. Like literally good economic no, times, really? bad economic times, fucking weekends, after hours, you name it, there's always people and like you know, you can very easily see roughly how many people per month are searching for a particular keyword mm. on Google. Very, very, very easily.
2: Yep. So a
1: quick example would be like, you know, roofing and roof restorations, right? Like each roof restoration is worth ten to twenty thousand dollars like that's how much people, like in WA, that's how much people pay for a roof restoration. And there's like 16 to 1,600 to 2,000 people searching for one keyword called roof restorations, Perth. If you're looking for that, man, you're looking to get someone to come like restore your roof. Yeah, yeah. And there's obviously a lot of people on the front page of Google advertising that, but you write an ad that's like 20, 30% more compelling than everyone else's. And the landing page or the website that it goes to is professional, beautiful, works amazingly well on like mobile, tablet, desktop, everything, has clear calls to action, sets your company apart, that kind of thing. It's like, Mm. you're not going to become like a multi-millionaire overnight just with that one channel, but you can easily generate like six, seven figures just off running a fucking amazing Google Ads campaign if your sales Mm. process is dialed in. So you're not reinventing the wheel, you're just going, there's this flow of everyone searching for this thing and I'm just going to tap into it and get the clients out that I basically want, and then use that to, like, obviously, the next channel will be, like, then you just go down the search engine, you go to Google My Business, and you start building up your five-star reviews, and you start doing SEO on the Google listing, and you start, like, ramping that up, and then all of a sudden, you're visible in two parts of Google. Mm-hmm. And then you reinvest again, you build a beautiful website with amazing content, and you rank it really well, and now you're visible in three places. And we're yet to actually... And then from there, it's like, okay, you've tapped out the entire river of like people looking for what you do. Then you go to like Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok where you're getting in front of people that may be interested and you're planting the seed early. But typically like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads for service-based businesses, there's a longer buying cycle. There's obviously more touch points required. There's more re- retargeting, remarketing required. There's more free downloads and value-based ads and that kind of things that sort are of required mm-hmm. as well. But it's it's nuts, man. Like we've helped businesses scale up to like as in like businesses starting from, like from scratch, like you know, between like zero to 200K turnover, up to four to seven or eight million dollars of annual turnover just on, on Google alone. Like the combination oh, wow. of Google Ads, Google Business Profile and then SEO, like multi-million dollar businesses wow. off of one channel. It's insane and you're just tapping in and doing it like 20, 30% better than everyone else.
2: Over a, spirit, yeah. over a period of how long, two, three years?
1: Um, like some shorter, like but it, this all just comes down to like you know what the client wants out of their life. Yeah. So like you know we we one of my favorite stories like I mean fuck every single client that we work with we just like we love them to bits. My favorite story is probably um, this removals company Fox Removals. We started working with them when they're doing about like um, four five hundred k turnover, and like within the space of two and a half years they scaled up like three four million dollars of turnover like very fucking fast, um, and they're running like six seven trucks and that kind of thing. Um, because I mean like but they 're like they 're freaks when it comes to business in terms of like they just know they create their own content, they get professional photo shoots done, they have gotten like you know seven hundred five star reviews like and their internal systems like locked in that kind of thing as well so yeah it 's a removals company it 's like you know you can make millions of dollars off of a removals company, you can make millions of dollars off of like There's so many traditional businesses when just done right, you can just like do an amazing job for society and just kill it. It's wild. It's fucking wild. Yeah,
2: damn. It's
1: like, you know, in in internet world and podcasting world and this and that and the other, everyone's like a coach or a consultant or this or that or fucking 17-step funnels or like e-commerce this and e-commerce that. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, traditional businesses, bro, they just absolutely crush it when they're done done really well.
0: Wow. It's pretty insane, yeah. That's pretty cool man do you know yeah. any um, any algorithm hacks at the moment that will give you more organic reach with on certain platforms Um,
1: d- once again uh, definitely not like a a um probably that's a better question for like Jazz who like d- does a lot of our social media and that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. um, for me, we're, we're, we're just super focused on um, on like, Search is our main platform. I mean, we've got like, we do really good in-house Facebook and Instagram ads as well for the right yep. kinds of businesses, because mm. um, we're, we're a full service agency. But what mm. we're the most proficient in like literally, and it's, it's funny, like I, I don't say it sounding cocky, I just say it because I just know it's absolute truth, like mm. unequivocally the best in WA and top five in Australia at Search Advertising, for right. sure, 100%. Um, So when it comes to like, I guess, winning the Google algorithm, it's just the bare basics. Like you build a fucking good website Mm. that's structured really, really, really well from like a development perspective and you write better content than everyone else that gives more value to the customers about that one particular topic. Um, And that's the core of it. And then from there you keep creating simple blog content that like educates readers about a topic, for example, and you'd be Mm. surprised at the shit that people look up. And then you just build a lot of links to those blogs and two different pages on your website and then you just like soar up the search engine rankings over like a period of time. So in terms of hacks, I wouldn't say like, especially when it comes to Google, hacking can get you wins temporarily. Mm. And to be honest, like I've seen like businesses do like, you know, dodgy shit that Google like doesn't like and they've still been at the top of Google for like years and years and years. Um, It just comes down to whatever industry you're in. With, With Google, it's kind of like, if you're in this industry or that industry, the rules as to which like the search engines govern that industry by are completely different based on what everyone's doing in that industry. Mm. So if everyone's like hacking it and spamming it on one side, you just gotta hack and spam better than everyone else. Yeah. And if on one side it's like super high quality. But you always wanna, if you do the hacking and spamming stuff, you wanna build it on a foundation of a beautiful website that converts really well, that's easy to use with great mm. content. Um, and then you like add all the, you know, the add yeah. all like the, I guess, like the,
0: the steroids on top of that kind true, of thing. True. Yeah. Well, what do you find are the best platforms to put your website on? Is it WordPress, Wix, um, Shopify? So I, I just love WordPress. Yep. I love WordPress. Oh, okay. To
1: be honest, like Wix is like, I, well again, Shopify, obviously e-commerce, but again, I can't right. really speak to e-commerce because I'm not yeah, an expert. No. For service-based businesses, like we've tried s- like so many different platforms. Mm. And the ones, I mean, yes, it's the most common, but it's the most common for a reason, right? Mm. Like um, WordPress is where you can like, You can build fucking awesome, awesome websites and really, really, really good uh, marketing pieces for businesses Mm -hmm. with the right amount of customization and and to really set them apart and that kind of thing, and with a lot of flexibility with like different plugins and tools and that kind of thing that like other platforms just simply don't have. Yeah, yeah. I I still love WordPress.
0: I love WordPress, yeah. Beautiful. And what are some of the things that um, to, with certain SEO yeah what are some of the things that Google really looks for or helps you rank high and like what are those little steroids that you're talking about
1: so basically yeah well I mean the thing is we've built websites with an amazing like site structure mm. uh, and really good content um, and there's a, a simple website check called the Google Core web vitals test where um, you basically just like like that's more of a web development thing like a really good website is good SEO Okay. so like um, you know, it's like it tests for accessibility, tests, tests for speed, tests for a bunch of different factors. Mm. Um, and if you're typically doing quite well, like we've ranked businesses like middle to the top of page one on Google, just on a fucking awesome website alone. Wow. So and then from there, it's creating really good content. Um, mm. So like just like, you know, for example, you're on, on keyword search tools. So on, on keyword search tools and on um, like different websites, you can find out like what people are searching for within your topic so for example like a a very 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 awesome like one that we usually go to because everyone wants to know the cost of something or the rough costing ranges before they kind of jump into it yeah. so you know how much does roof restoration cost in Perth how much does like double glazing for your house cost in Perth like okay, how much so does yeah. it cost on a daily basis to lease a shipping container that kind of thing and you write articles that like everyone's kind of searching for and you actually give good information those can rank right. pretty quickly typically because there's not that much competition and people yeah. aren't really willing to like spend the time and the money to create that content True. that brings in people because Google knows like that's obviously topically relevant to the main keyword that you're trying to rank for Because you're not trying to rank for the cost-based keywords. You're trying to rank for the keywords that people are searching when they're looking to buy shit. Yeah. But that covers a holistic topic. And if you on the blogs cover everything to do with, like, that one main topic that you're trying to rank for, Google's like, well, people are visiting this website about all these subtopics related to this main topic. It's clearly a high-quality website. And then it passes page rank to the pages that you're actually trying to rank that actually sell your stuff. Um, And then... From there, there's a thing, won't go into too much technical detail about it, but there's a there's basically like um, a thing called link building where you can do it artificially or you can do it organically. We just basically get links from other websites that are relevant to your website, to your articles or to your target pages. Okay. Um, oh, wow. And then okay. it's it's kind of like the, epif- not the epiphany, sorry, the um, analogy that I use is, it's like in, I guess, like, you know, a human life, mm. if heaps of people are talking about something, then it's clearly important kind of thing. So let's just say that there was like, I don't know five hundred thousand people talking about like breakthrough conversations. That's what makes it like a, a popular podcast. It's like a, you know, it's like a celebrity in the podcast world kind of thing. Yeah. If there's heaps of websites that are relevant linking back to your website, there's all these like artificial, or, well, just like you know, um, I guess like technologies or websites or whatever linking to your website. It's like the more of those that are, they are that are, like you know deemed as high quality. Um, Could that be like social media posts, like yeah, or social
0: Reddit, me- Facebook links? Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So
1: you know, if you're if you're mentioned on those ones, or you've got really good social media, then like you know, links back to your website, that kind of thing, okay. or just like you know, for example, like if you. Like, let's just say if you're using like Rode microphones for your podcasts or whatever, and then like, you know, Rode microphones does like a piece that's like, you know, the top 10 podcasts, like you know, up, up and coming podcasts from Australia to watch in 2023, like, oh, cool. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And they mention you at like, you know, number three or number four, and then like, you know, it, that links back to your website. That's a, mm. an amazing backlink because like Rode's obviously a big brand with a very powerful domain, with a very powerful, like, um, you know, a, and a lot of people sort of look them up, and it's relevant to the podcasting niche, and Google can see this big brand in the podcast niche is linking back to this podcast website and that's like you know a point for them kind of thing and then like if someone's looking up like you know best business podcast in perth more and more and more of those links that like you build and acquire Mm. on google it starts ranking kind of thing oh wow i didn't
2: realize it was that intricate
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's intricate, but it's not. I mean, like, obviously, there's a lot of topics where you have to almost, like, kind of build artificial sort of backlinks for. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's 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 places where you can buy still trusted links and that kind of thing. But that obviously, like, fake articles for fake niches and that kind of thing. Yeah. They're just, like, but trick Google into thinking, like, you know, because, like, there's a lot of topics that people just don't give a shit about. Yeah. Like, skip bins, Like, who the fuck is ever going to write an article on skip bins and care about it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But, like, skip bin companies got to rank on Google and get that money. So... Sometimes you've got to like, you know, build some artificial kind of fake links on like still trusted websites and that kind of thing and high quality and more than everyone else and get the Skipmin company ranking at the top of Google. It's like, oh, so yeah, okay. you try and be natural where you can, where it makes sense. But in a lot of cases, like there's a lot of there's just a lot of things that you'll just naturally not be able to create topical, really good content and like convince someone to share it for you.
2: Yeah. Well, how, how would you differentiate the difference between um, Google SEO ads, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok? What would you say is like the, the best to use for a service based business? And if it's like a non-service based business, like a, like a uh, let's say you're selling mics what would you say is the best platform to advertise on or to put so for, on?
1: Yeah, like as I was saying, for service-based businesses typically, we'll, we'll start with like the easiest traffic to get and the easiest converting traffic to get from Google. So you got Google Ads, local SEO, organic SEO. Then from there, typically go to like Facebook, Instagram, and then TikTok, like kind of in that order. Yeah. So you tap out one channel, move to the next, tap it out, move to the next, move to the next, in that order, because you're going from people that are ready to buy all the way through to people that like might buy in like a year or two's time oh, like, from that okay. order, because like there's no point mm. like running. You start with like you know Facebook, Instagram ads when like you can get people converting tomorrow off of Google ads. Do you know what I mean? Like why complicate it when you don't
0: have to? True. Uh, yeah, I mm. love that so, so, Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. See,
1: I we start with search and then we go everywhere else, mm. um, and then for product based businesses and that sort of stuff. I mean, if I was to run like an e-commerce store. Again, it really just depends because like, you know, Google shopping ads absolutely kill it. Like if, if you're selling a generic product that like, you know, competitively is priced really well as a good product, that kind of thing as well. And someone, and someone for example, ice baths. You know, there's 9,900 people that look up ice baths in, in Australia on like a monthly basis. so you've got a great ice bath at a great price point you can just like if someone's looking up an ice bath you can use a Google shopping ad to bring them to your website and if your website's awesome shows amazing customer reviews wicked testimonials showcase the ice bath it's priced really well the shipping's fucking awesome you can put it up like super quickly yourself or it just comes delivered and like someone like you know puts it in like to your place or whatever then you can uh, then like even running Google ads for that but that's where, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, like targeting people that are interested in health and wellness, that kind of thing. Mm. And like starting them on that journey. Like I've got an infrared sauna at my place and I bought that from iHealth Saunas. I think they've rebranded now. But I found them actually through a Google ad. They just looked up like infrared saunas Australia. And then bang, I was like, I was keen to buy one. They mm. came up well. Their website was amazing. Reviews are really good. Looked up their Google reviews, looked up their product review reviews, looked up their Facebook reviews, all that different sort of stuff. And it was simple, there's like you know, five and a half grand installed at your place within like two weeks. And I was like, done. Wow, that's epic. So it's like your online re- your greater online reputation for everything is super important. Like you want to try, and it's difficult at the beginning, so you don't have to like you know try and perfect everything at the start, but you want to build up a really good Facebook page, a really good Instagram page. Online reviews are just am- amazing and critical for every single business. Like if you've got mm-hmm. hundreds of five-star reviews, like we've got 214. Like deals done before they even walk in, because they read like fifty of those two hundred and fourteen, and they're just like, like, selling us on working with them rather than the opposite way around. So much social proof, huh? So much social proof. Yeah. yeah. So reviews—that's a universal thing. But yeah, on the ecom side of things, man. Um, I th- I know a couple of good ecom marketers, which who you could potentially talk to on the podcast to get yeah. like the best tips for that. Yeah. But when it comes to service-based businesses. Start with everyone that's looking, then go to everyone that's like not looking from like the least from the most likely to the least likely, yeah. and build up your greater assets like your social media pages and your reviews yeah. along the whole journey.
0: Well, What are the keys to having a really good social media presence and page? I think for service-based businesses,
1: man, it's just like. Anything quirky, anything funny, anything that's like sort of on brand, and then just like sharing your work, like just make it super simple. Because a, a lot of the time um, for like traditional service based businesses and that kind of thing, if people look you up on, on, on Google, find your page, they're going to Google your business name to just check out like what you're about, your reviews, your Facebook and your Instagram page, that kind of thing, just to see that you're a real and legit business. So it doesn't have to be perfect. but As long as you know you're posting once every, once a week or once every few days about the shit that you've been up to, that kind of thing. Cool. You don't try and fake anything. But like you yeah. know, if you're naturally like a funny person that like makes hell funny content and that kind of thing as well, you can just like I don't know, do some quirky shit. Mm. Um, but just I think consistency is way more important than just like trying to perfect things. Yeah. Um, when it comes to service-based businesses, it's just keeping it simple and just like looking, like you're not broke basically. Yeah. Like just looking like you're in business, looking like you're consistently doing new things and that sort of mm. stuff. But then again, I mean like at the end of the day, you know, companies that we work with that are even turning over like one to two, three million dollars a year, they might post on Instagram and Facebook like, you know, once every three weeks or something like that. Mm. Right. Um because at the end of the day, people are looking for what they do on Google, and people need a solution right now. So as long as your Google reviews and your landing page and your website's solid that you're bringing people to, a lot of times that's just enough.
0: Mm. Mm. Do, do you know okay. much? Do you know much about um, making reels go viral or getting more more views or longer watch times or things like that? Or nah, it, that no, that
1: that that's not me. That's okay. not me. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: I'll ask a referral afterwards. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'll a yeah, afterwards. yeah, yeah. No, for yeah.
1: sure, for sure. Um, no, that's uh, that's definitely not my um, yeah my forte. We've had a, a, like jazz does a few reels and that sort of stuff, and some of them like have gotten like you know crazy amounts of views and that kind of thing, which is really cool. But um, that's definitely not my area of expertise for sure. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah. You should probably get. Um, yeah, there's a couple of people that I can refer you to to, to chat to cool. that uh, would know a lot more about that sort of stuff and would just be they'd just be fucking great to chat to on the podcast yeah, as well. That'd, yeah. yeah, that'd
0: be epic, man. I'd appreciate that for sure. What made um, you sorry, you got what made you um,
2: decide to name your business a line agency?
1: Yeah, so that was um <coughs> that was just universal work, man, hundred percent. Like uh, we started off being called Trade Design Digital Agency because we're working with, like, you know, tradies. Mm. So, it's like, when you trade design, DE is common between the trade and the design. So, it's like, trade design kind of thing, like, oh. sort of flows in. And we, we rocked that name for probably way too long. Um, we rocked that name for way too long. And we were working with, like, so many other kinds of awesome service-based businesses outside of just, like, building in trades. Like, we still work with a lot of building in trades and we crush it in that space. Um, but what basically happened was, like, We knew that, like, the brand and the name and all that stuff was definitely hamstringing us from getting to, like, the next level. And it just wasn't relevant anymore at all. Because, first of all, design was only one component of what we did. A majority of what we did was actually business growth and digital marketing and helping companies scale through consultancy and marketing to get to the next level. Um, And then, basically, whenever we talked about, like, the word aligned and alignment kept coming up over and over and over and over again. Um when we're talking about everything. So like aligning a client's digital marketing strategy with their business goals, aligning their business goals with what they want out of life, aligning the right bidding strategies or the right keyword strategies for the right channels, aligning this, aligning that. And we used to describe like within the agency, like our favorite people to work with, we like people that we just consider like really aligned people, Mm -hmm. like people that like, you know, mind, body, spirit, soul is all in the right place. You know, they're doing exactly what they are put on the planet to do, they love what they're doing, they're doing it for the right reasons, that kind of thing, it's just like, you know, alignment. And when you describe yourself, you talk about like alignment and that kind of thing as well. So it was like, from a very practical business sense, alignment's extremely important. And then from like an internal sense, alignment's like extremely important. And then um, I think it was like a beginning, so like beginning to the mid of 2021, um me and jazz were like just having a couple drinks in the office one night and we're just talking about like uh one of our clients who was a roofing business and we're just like man they're just so fucking aligned to what they do like you know that kind of thing and then like the idea just came up like man we should actually call ourselves like a lined agency mm-hmm. because like it just means everything and as soon as that was said like you knew what was going to happen at some point mm-hmm. but like rebrands are um you know they're they're difficult and they're they're time consuming and that kind of thing at the best of times yeah um, so it once the seed was planted we knew we were going to do it like straight away like it was one of those things where we just like how can you like not do it
2: yeah mm.
1: um, and then like over the next sort of year year and a half we kept putting all the little pieces in place pieces in place pieces in place and then it was pretty cool like at the end of the last financial year so around June 2022 it was all finalised and it just worked out so well, because we moved into our new office, which is like our building now.
2: Beautiful.
1: We painted the whole thing. We've got like the beautiful line signs at the top, like changed the website, changed our domain names, like, and really just like, we all felt aligned as well. Mm. So it was sick, man. That's kind of how the whole thing sort of came about. And it's like, now that it's like aligned agencies, like, I can't imagine it being anything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. just feels oh, right. Yeah. 100%, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see businesses make when it comes to their marketing or just, running their business in
1: general? Um, I think with the marketing it's just like not well, trusting too easily. Like there's a lot of like there's a lot of shit in our industry. Mm. Um, I mean look at, at the end of the day like failure is a part of the growth the growth process. So some you know in someone's journey they might have to like fail a few times at marketing to like find someone that like A truly cares or B mm. like actually knows what, what they're kinda of doing. Um, So I think the the biggest thing when it comes to businesses failing in marketing is not educating themselves early enough about the core principles of digital marketing Mm. and marketing. It's very hard to be screwed over if you kind of roughly know what you're talking about and you know how to think about things.
2: True.
1: Um, So I think like a lack of education from business owners and that's kind of their own responsibility as well. Mm. Like yes, in a perfect world and you know, yes I would love it if every agency was really fucking good and like actually like, Really had the best intentions, looked after their clients and that kind of thing as well. Mm. But um, there's all, there, there's still definitely some responsibility on the client to educate themselves. They don't end up with like some fucking idiot like just taking them for a ride for a few months, costing them a bunch of thousands of dollars and wasting time and this and that mm. and the other. So self, if 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 clients educated themselves on digital marketing um, early enough, that's I think that's a project that I'm going to do. Like as soon as the agency is like. Um, uh, out of the day-to-day running is like a bit more. I'm definitely gonna build, like I already ran like a, a very, very, very beta version of the course, for, like three or four business owners back in 2020, um, just a, a digital marketing fundamentals course for like um, business owners, like service-based business owners That's in cool. particular, um, to educate themselves early because they can just cut like years and years and years off their growth journey, mm-hmm. number one. And then number two, I think the biggest mistake that a lot of businesses make is growing very quickly for the wrong reasons. Like either it's a lack of discipline, either it's a lack of operational knowledge, it's like they're coming from a place where they have to prove something to someone, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Growing too fast fucks so many people up. Really? Like really, really, really badly. There's some people that like kill it. So I'm not saying don't grow fast, I'm just saying that like if you're gonna grow fast, like be in full alignment with everything. Yeah, and, yeah. and really, really, really like make sure your operations are ready or if, even if your operations are not ready but you really want to scale fast to capitalize on opportunity or whatever, like work your ass off to nail the operations while you're scaling and that sort of stuff as well. Mm. Um, And also know why you wanna grow really quickly and scale fast and that kind of thing. Because so many, like my favorite quote in um, Good to Great, which is like a fundamental business book that everyone should read, is like most businesses die of indigestion, not starvation. So it's like, you know, if you're trying to just fucking eat everything, 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 it's like, you're gonna just like have indigestion. And like most businesses die from doing way too much, scaling quickly, not being profitable enough, fucking their operations up, this, 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 then like starvation. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if you're in business, like if you're in a niche where people just need things and like that's every niche ever, like getting, like working out the piece to get the right clients on board. Yeah, that does take time. It's It's probably the most important part of like, you know, if, if not one of the most important parts of um, growing a business is that. But it's, it's also not the hardest part, getting the clients. It's building an amazing structure and a team and that kind of thing that can actually handle the growth rate that you've basically got. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Definitely growing way too quickly and on the digital marketing side of things, not educating yourself about like,
0: to essentially not get shafted, not get ripped off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, okay. And in, in your what is it, eight years or almost almost 10 years now? You've been working in marketing? Probably, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, coming up to seven, eight years, yeah. Yeah, how have you seen the, um, the industry evolve?
1: Yeah, um, that's a wicked question, actually. So definitely um, there's a lot of new, young, like, hungry, like, I say kids. I was fucking one of them. And like, also I just turned 30 as well, so it's not really yeah, relevant. Yeah. But... Um like there's 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 a lot of people that are doing it now for the right reasons and not just like looking at it as a way to like you know get rich quick or blah 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 blah. So the mm-hmm. quality of agency, while it's still the average quality of agency is still fairly poor, um the the industry is becoming a lot more transparent, the industry is becoming a lot more like self-policing, the industry is becoming a lot more like legit. There's still like a lot of dog shit out there, like a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um the barriers to entry are just so low that anyone can kind of get into it, but things are definitely getting better and better, man. Things are definitely getting better and better, like in a general, in a general sort of a sense. Um, the competition now, especially after COVID, it's absolutely higher than ever. So, like, I like to look at it as you're either top one percent or you're just with everyone else, basically, okay. because like standing out now, in terms of like in you know, all the niches that we advertise in or all the industries that we advertise in, um, what's really interesting is. Before COVID, there may have been like eight or nine people running Google Ads at a time for a certain niche, but now it's like 15 to 20. So the competition's higher, the costs are higher, that kind of thing, which just naturally happens, but you just have to be way, 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 way better. Like you just have to be the best of the best. Mm. So you have to be the best quality. Um, That's how it's basically evolved. Like competition, higher than ever, absolutely, for sure. Um, But the other thing as well is just, but with that, the quality hasn't increased relatively like, relative to the competition increase, mm. but the quality is slowly getting better and better
0: and better. Okay, cool. Getting, yeah, like, weed it out as you go. Yeah,
1: and a lot more, and like, you know, the, the whole like educational side of things as well. <coughs> a lot more business owners are putting in a little bit more effort and becoming more savvy digitally as well, which is really cool. Mm. That's really nice to see that people are actually like starting to kind of take it seriously, like, what well, take it a lot more seriously and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- those are pretty much the two sort of biggest trends. Nice. But in terms of the core principles, the fundamental, the fundamental psychological principles of like marketing, digital marketing, business growth, that kind of thing is always gonna be the same, man. Regardless of the tools or platforms, the AI, the this, the that, and the other, all those things make it either easier or harder, you have to adapt or whatever. Yeah. But that will never change until like, the whole world explodes basically,
0: yeah. and we all die. <laughs> uh, are there any tools that you like to use that you rely on or? that you find really beneficial? Such as like ChatGPT or anything like that? Um,
1: Yeah, definitely love ChatGPT. I've actually like, it's it's really funny, man. Like with ChatGPT, like I've just gotten, I just treat it like it's a, like a human
2: yeah like yeah, it's and weird. it's the yeah. best
1: thing to do of all time and you just like you treat it like it's a human you give it a lot of encouragement like positive reinforcement that kind of thing like ask him how's week, ask him or her what you know it's it's does it doesn't matter what gender it is but it's like you know you ask it how the weekend's going that kind of thing like it's crazy like when you are really polite to it you give it amazing prompts and that kind of thing um and you give it a lot of context behind what you want it to write for or do mm. research for and that sort of stuff um, it's it's a powerful powerful tool, but most people use ChatGPT wrong. They mm-hmm. look at it as in like a I can do this much work with this little effort. It's like no, put in the effort at the highest possible level and let it do more of the grunt work, mm-hmm. um, and then you get like some just amazing outcomes and stuff. So experimenting with that, but otherwise, just all the like all the basics, man, like. Uh, you know, we love SEM Rush, love uh, AHRFs on the digital marketing side of things. Mm. You obviously have to have a really good project management tool. You have to have a really good like, you know, sales CRM tool, that kind of thing. Just mm. all the basics. Yeah, yeah. And like leveraging AI in the right ways again, not in, not in the wrong ways, but in the right yeah, ways.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. How yeah. do you think it's gonna impact the industry in the future? I think like strategy
1: is more important now than ever. So like in terms of just being a supplier, like being a digital marketer, or like doing Google ads or whatever, it's like you're getting commoditized like crazy. So it just comes down to the the overall strategy. Like how can you look at a situation or a business or like a business growth scenario, whatever, top down and strategically think about it from like the ground up, basically. Oh, sorry, from the top down or the ground up, whichever way you want to look at it. And um, like plan and design and a wicked, wicked, wicked strategy and then just use all of those tools to make the building process of it like faster. Mm. I still like, I still don't see... AI replacing humans at the highest level when it comes to like again strategy connection all that kind of thing like absolutely yeah. not. Mm. But people that don't adapt to it and use it to basically automate a lot of the grunt work or just yeah. the foundational building blocks, even with that content and that kind of thing, we don't fully just write it with ChatGPT. But like mm. you can write a, an amazing content brief and get some brilliant talking points and like all that kind of thing as well, way faster than like yeah. manually writing out a content brief. Nice. So it's like. Manual processes, automated, yeah, faster. Beautiful.
0: Could you just repeat your favorite tools that you use again? I just missed a lot of those. So basically, I
1: mean, just for, we, we use Monday.com for managing, like, um, all the workflows and the delivery side of things of the agency. Yep. Cool. I use drive just for my sales CRM. Yep. Two very, very, very common, simple tools, because they're, like, the best of the best. SEM Rush for um, getting a lot of data to help us plan out strategies on, yep. on search engine marketing. Yep. Um, Oh, so many different browser extensions and that sort of stuff. I mean, obviously ChatGPT has been great, you mm-hmm. know, so far. Yep. There's a bunch of other little cool AIs that I've, I've sort of been playing around with as well, oh, cool. m- mainly yeah. around the copywriting space and like the text-to-image generation space, just for a few ideas yeah. and stuff.
0: Well, where did you go to find out what people are googling and how much volume is these certain words are being being searched for? Is there a, so a there's actually a really good
1: up? plugin, uh, a, a Chrome extension. Sorry, not plugin, a Chrome extension called Surfer. Sure. So, it, it, and then like, it just like, it's, it's really cool. Like it's Surfer, you install it on your browser and then any keyword you type in, it'll give you like what the rough search volume is either around the world or in Australia or whatever. And the average cost per click to advertise on Google ads as well. Oh wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool tool. Surfer. So Surfer, yeah. Yeah, I
2: that.
1: yeah man, it's, um, it's, even if you're not in digital marketing, it's pretty fascinating yeah so it's really 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 cool so so far um but but once again it's just like it's not about the tools it's about how you use them do you know what i mean yeah so but that's a, it's a great one man
0: yeah yeah epic um where do you think the industry is going and where have you seen its evolution in the last decade where do you think it's going with it, the changes that are coming in the future like meta and things like that and vr or any idea what, what um it like? so
1: yeah w- when it comes to that sort of stuff like again it's just it's just gonna be like with search i mean with uh with digital marketing you're still gonna have like search, you're still gonna have like, you know, so pull marketing and push marketing, Mm. and then like, you know, brand marketing. But the mediums are just gonna change. So let's just say that if everyone is in the metaverse, right, and they're using a random search engine in the metaverse, like there's still like a a need that they're looking to fill. Mm. So as opposed to running like Google ads, you might run like, I don't know, metaverse search ads or whatever it basically is. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if someone wants something done, they're either gonna like ask a mate, look it up, If, if someone's like wants to get something done. It's mm. like, they're gonna, yeah, you know, ask a mate, look it up, do a bit of research, that kind of thing. So whichever medium they're doing research on, like um, we're already experimenting quite like heavily with Bing ads and that kind of thing. Not, I mean, Bing still only takes up like, you know, 4% or 5% of the uh, the search engine market share in Australia. Yeah. And it's mainly oh, just wow. people, yeah, it's mainly just people that are like, using the Microsoft Bing browser by default because it has got a new Windows computer kind of thing. Like it's yeah, shit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, yeah. However, <laughs> however, you know, like obviously they've, um, they've uh, now integrated like that, like the chat AI basically.
2: Yeah, um, on, so on Bing.
1: Yeah, on Bing, yeah. So, so what's interesting no is like, there's a lot of buzz around it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of buzz and like, you know, in the US more and more people are just like, they're checking out Bing again, not, not just like adding one feature to it makes it better, but like, you know, Bing's market share can go to like eight to 10% on some days in the US now because like there's a new cool thing to kind of play with and if like Bing actually does some other good shit, it's like more and more people might start using it. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. If Bing's now gonna become a <clears throat> 10 or 20 or 30% player, you know, we don't just wanna hamstring ourselves to Google. It's gonna take a while for Google to be like, you know, fa- like phased out if some other player comes mm-hmm. into the market and just like destroys it basically.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Google's still gonna be very mainstream for a, for a while, I think. But we're already just like, you know, Experimenting and like getting really proficient in being search ads and that kind of thing because at the end of the day it's still search universal principles strategic principles all that sort of stuff the exact same but it's like we just have to learn to work a different tool yeah so those things like search social yeah you know pull marketing push marketing all that sort of stuff the same but it's just going to be on different things because you know yeah. like push marketing is like Facebook ads and Instagram ads you're getting in front of people that may be interested in what you're selling but now like obviously TikTok's like got like a billion users globally. But still on TikTok, it's just like, you have to create native content for TikTok, put it in front of the right audiences. But it's still like, on Facebook and Instagram, you have to create native content for Facebook and Instagram put in front of the right audiences. It's like the platforms and the tools might change, but the core principles will stay the same. Mm
0: It's a strategy, man, literally.
1: Strategy, 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 strategy. strategy. Like I cannot harp on about that like enough. Mm. Just get amazing strategically and you'll never be commoditized.
0: Who was some of the people that inspired you um, A to get into business and B to um, when you when it comes to strategy. Oh, um, good question, man. To be honest, like with business,
1: it was just like me kind of thing. Yeah. I didn't like there wasn't like someone that I was trying to be like or um, I kind of I found people that were killing it in business. Like after I kind of got into it, sort of myself. Yeah, yeah. I joined this like this online business mastermind in two thousand and fifteen, and the guy that was running it, this guy called Tim um he was living a fucking cool life and doing all sorts of cool shit and i was like man that guy's dope right yeah. but like it wasn't like i didn't see him then get into business it was like yeah, yeah. i was already on the pathway and then all these like amazing people that were like killing it and doing what i was doing started yeah. coming up and you like start learning things from them and you're like putting together what you want your life to look like and that kind of thing okay cool um when it comes to strategy again a lot of stuff is just like just from within like internally kind of thing mm. um there's a few different marketers that we you know sort of follow and and, and uh Few different, like I guess, like lead thinkers and that kind of thing in the space that you look at, but also at the end of the day, you have to know which audiences and which like niches they're basically serving as well. Mm-hmm. So we're reading you know, books or like you know, for example, like Seth Godin books, um, you know, following like a bunch of like you know, world famous marketers like Dan Kennedy and like a bunch of these other people kind of thing, okay, yeah. uh, and reading some of those like you know, old school psychological books and that, that and that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but like. Um, very much applying that to what we're kind of doing. Okay.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I think we've covered so much yeah. in the last 45 minutes. Um, but I have one last question for you. Mm. This is what I ask everybody. If you had like an opportunity to speak to a billion people mm. and just have one simple message for the world, what do you think that would be? Oh,
1: that's awesome, man. That is super, super, super cool. Um, I think it's like... If you're on your warpath, like don't stress, it's all gonna end up really fucking well.
2: Mm.
1: So like, if you're, because everyone has got like an internal compass, Um, but like following the internal compass, that's where you have to overcome heaps of like resistances and all these fears and like all these different things. Mm. And like, you know, have to be really courageous and you have to like, you know, just like be okay with like, just like letting the process unfold, that kind of thing. Um, so it's like a you have to just tap into that and like live your authentic pathway kind of thing, whatever that is for you. Yeah. But then if you're doing that, it will all work out ridiculously well, regardless of how long it takes or all the blips and that kind of thing sort of along the way. Mm. Basically, it's probably that. So you have to step onto like it's like you know that, uh, you know that Jocko Willink guy yeah the navy yeah. seal dude like yeah he's you know oh, talks yeah. about like you know living the talking war, the war the path, path basically yeah, yeah it's yeah. like talking about like like the war path um i mean I, I guess i've got my own meaning for that but it's just like mm. there's you know there's two paths you can take or there's, there's a billion different paths but there's one that's just like you know the one that you just know is 100 percent true for you mm. um and that's the one where you always have to be making the hard decisions and not always. But like you know, it's typically you'll you come to forks in the road where you know what the right way to go is, but it's going to take like a fucking insane amount of courage, or just like unlocking your own BS, or just like facing your fears, or doing this, or getting uncomfortable, and blah 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 blah. Mm. But if you, but still, when you're doing that, you can be chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and at times you're not making that much progress. At times you're making insane amounts of progress. At times it might feel like super lonely or this 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 this. But like overall, it's all going to like just super 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 kind of work out. Mm. Um, and the other big thing is just like, um, I'm definitely not nihilistic in any way, shape or form, but like at the end of the day, the only person you have to like impress is like 100% yourself. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like no one actually, like at the deepest level, everyone's like, you know, super, super, super kind of concerned about themselves. Like, like if we were on this podcast and you know, I fucked it up like royally or something like that, and like there was heaps of fucking bad feedback and this and that and the other, it's like, people will forget that within the space of like three days and never Mm. think about it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like, at the end of the day, the only person that really gives a shit, like, you still have to use all that sort of stuff, you can't just go out there and just be a fucking idiot. But like, you know, at the end of the day, just do you, if you're blessed enough to live in a society like this, where Mm. there's like, you know we've gotten really nothing to kind of worry about and like if you're you know if, you're su- if your base level survival is kind of taken care of and this and that and the other just do you but like live your like most like your deepest fucking like truthful kind of pathway um and then once you're doing that it's just it's all gonna just like just ride the wave it's all gonna work out
0: mm. trust i don't know the yeah
1: trust the exactly yeah. just trust mm-hmm. the flow
0: basically yeah well, what do you what are your thoughts on click funnels compared to linking them linking your ads to a ClickFunnels compared to your actual website? Um, Again, just different things for different niches. Like ClickFunnels is
1: just like a really good tool to build like really conversion optimized landing pages for whatever you're trying to sell. Mm. But like, you know, in terms of like for a lot of our clients, like with ClickFunnels, you are limited But like the pros. The pros of ClickFunnels is obviously like it's cheaper, you can build it yourself. There's a there's a lot of like you know um, pre-designed um, conversion elements, predetermined conversion elements, that kind of thing that like you know psychologically are proven to kind of work. Mm. But like most ClickFunnels pages look like absolute shit, <laughs> like most of them. Yeah. So it just it just it just comes down to like I mean like w- what are your constraints, time, budget, that kind of thing. Like I've got like ClickFunnels is dope, yeah. um, but a lot of like if you're trying to sell a ultra premium product, I'm not talking about the coaching, consulting space, that kind of thing, like. Uh, that's a whole different thing in and of itself yeah. but like as a service based business like if you're trying to sell like um, you know like or trying to even get people warmed up for like a custom luxury home build you're not gonna fucking build that on clickfunnels yes. you're gonna have like yeah. a beautifully designed like just stunning user experience like custom design and develop like landing page to like Mm. just warm up the audience, that kind of thing. So it just just comes down to like what's relevant for like exactly what you're trying to sell. And then obviously take into consideration time, speed, cost, all that
0: sort of stuff. Mm. So ClickFunnels would work best for purely for smaller token items, but lead generation type. Potentially, but then again, I mean,
1: there's probably a lot of people selling high ticket stuff of ClickFunnels. It just comes down to, and what is the norm as well? Like, you know, it's like, what, what's what's the norm in the industry? And then like, also like, you know, do you have to be the norm? Do you wanna like break out of the norm? Like, that sort of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. You'll typically see even like all the big marketers that start off like selling heaps of shit on ClickFunnels and that kind of thing. It's like the wealthier they get and the more high ticket and that kind of thing they basically get mm-hmm. is they'll do the same kind of like long form copy and like really high converting kind of like typical direct response kind of elements and that kind of thing. But they'll do it on a really nice like WordPress landing page rather than like, a ClickFunnels page because A, they can afford it, B, they've got a team to do it. And if it looks better, it'll just sell better as well. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just say, you know, for example, if you had like the same structure, the same content, the same everything in the exact order that it basically is designed really well in the, with the same conversion elements by a graphic designer, like a, you know, then like coded into a WordPress website compared to like a shitty ClickFunnels one, or like a, an, even like a good ClickFunnels one, the WordPress one would probably sell a lot better, right? Um, just because like it looks way more professional, like polished, mm. that kind of thing as well. Again, depending on the niche, like you're not going to sell a $47 ebook like with like a landing page fit for like a billion dollar business kind of thing.
2: Mm.
1: So you know, depending, but like let's say if it's the same, roughly the same kind of product, like low to medium ticket, it'll probably sell better. Um, you know, even if the page speed's the same, the traffic's the same, all that sort of stuff as well. But then you have to like obviously do the, the cost and the time frame. Like the, the WordPress one might take you a couple of weeks to get up and, up and running. Whereas ClickFunnels, you could like build it in like a day or less. True. Yeah, literally.
0: Another question for you, might be quite a big one. Mm. Um, since starting out with business, um, how has your concept and beliefs around money changed? Yes, that's, that's wicked, man. Um, that's a good question. Basically,
1: like, the, the first one is just like, um, fuck, how deep do you wanna go? How long do we have? It's um, a big one.
0: It is a big one, yeah, yeah. Well, I think mm. it's a, a really important one as well. Yeah. But. So the first thing is
1: um, psychologically, no amount of money is ever going to be enough, mm. because the second you like save up like X to Y to Z, like whatever it basically is, you're always going to find another reason for the next comma. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So no amount of money in savings for like safety and shit is ever enough, ever. And it's a losing, losing, losing game thinking you're going to like be like, oh, once I save like a hundred grand, I'll be sweet. Once I save like 500 grand, like I'll be sweet. Like Mm. all that kind of thing as well. That literally never, ever, 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 ever. Like there's no no amount that you're going to have. You're like, oh, I can feel safe and like basically relax now. Mm. Um, So that's a huge thing. The second you stop chasing that and you realize like, man, it's all going to be sweet regardless. And like you want to be practical with it. Like you want to save up like six to 12 months worth of living expenses. And then like Mm. at your current, like, rate of lifestyle and that sort of stuff or maybe just like slightly planning for the future but aside from that no amount of money is ever gonna make you feel like safe and secure Mm -hmm. you're gonna feel safe and secure like in yourself then you realize like why do you actually want safety and security and then you go deeper and deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole And it just comes down to like bro if you've got like really strong self-love you don't need fucking like (laughs) you don't even need any savings at that point like it's like do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i mean no i'm not like not not trying to go all woo woo with it kind of thing like you still want to have like a good like safety net in case she hits the fan. But no amount of like safety and savings Mm -hmm. is ever gonna be enough. So in business they say like, you know, save three or four months worth of operational expenses. Personally, it's like six or 12 months worth of living expenses. But then from the other side of things, when it comes to wealth creation, um, the biggest one is um, if you're lucky enough or you're wide in that way or you want to be a business owner and entrepreneur, The the biggest and the best investment you can always make every single time, no matter what, is back into yourself at all times because everything's like like every every growth is like a direct reflection of like where you are in your growth journey as well. So you know, I've done the whole thing. Like I've invested in like a ton of shares, ton of crypto, all these different sort of stuff as well. I've made a bit of money, lost a lot more than I basically made. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, But then you realize it's like. You know my business was this thing that like was always growing like 30 40 50 percent year on year on year and just being this beautiful vehicle that like gave like filled me up with joy gave a fuckload of value to its clients Mm. was making good really good money like building profitability that kind of thing as well it's like imagine if i went all in just on this as my only investment vehicle and i did that about like a year and a half ago and we've gone from like here to here and like i'm just not stopping like i'm not putting shit into anything that I can't like influence the outcome of yeah. ever again until it's just like literally just like hilarious fun money. Mm. Um, so definitely investing massively into yourself, seeing yeah. everything as a investment rather than a cost, within reason, I mean, you don't wanna like delude yourself into thinking that like some dumb shit that you buy is like an investment kind of thing, because like a lot of people can do that. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if you know it's a genuinely good investment uh, and you can afford it, like just do it and keep reinvesting 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 that's that's another huge 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 money mindset shift and then the other thing as well is like there is literally no such thing as a concept of like retirement or there's no such thing as like the concept of just like oh you know when i get to this place then i'll start creating from a place of like love and joy and abundance and doing exactly everything that i want to and that sort of stuff because mm-hmm. like like the way that i look at it is if I had all the money in the world right now, would I be doing anything differently? Probably not. Because like I'm really aligned to the phase of life that I'm basically in like right now. Like obviously I'm doing really well, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but like I wouldn't be doing anything differently and if you're all in on your main project and your main purpose and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. then you're literally already living what you would be living like when you're retired.
0: That's
1: true. So it's like the second you step onto that path, you're authentic living it.
0: It's like boom, you're done. And then there's just
1: different levels of fun along the way. Yeah.
0: So, what do you aim for now as an individual besides the money? What are you really aiming for and what's your guiding star to get you through every? So, basically, I mean, obviously, like money's, still like, money's like a really good uh,
1: like benchmark and that kind of thing, and like, you know, a really good, like, maybe target point or whatever it basically is mm. to stimulate further improvement. Mm. So, like if we want to hit like, you know, 35% profitability rather than like 20% profitability or 25%, if we want to go from like set 15% to like 25%,
2: mm.
1: It's like cool. That's a target. Then you have to get really creative in terms of like streamlining your operations. It's like a work of art to fucking just destroy it, like, and like you know really streamline your operations so you can like get to that like next financial goal kind of thing. So it's almost like a it's a cool target to thingy to like. But the, but the purpose comes in like the fun stuff to put it all together to get to that place. There's that. Um, For for me, the biggest thing is just like how many uh, businesses can we very, very, very positively impact for sure. Mm. How many lives can we change through business? How many aligned people and aligned businesses can we work with? Um, And like just growing that like massively. How can it be like a vehicle for like you know positive change? That's a huge one. How can everyone that works at the business get everything they want out of life? Um, And all of that sort of stuff. And just genuinely, like, consistently sharpening the sword and refining the craft and that kind of thing as well is just like the probably the biggest driving factor for me. Mm. Um, I'm not like a full, full perfectionist, but I've definitely got like, you know, if things can be better and they can always be better, then I want them to be better kind of thing. So there's a lot more um, when we hit every new revenue and profitability level, or if I hit like a new level in my bank account or whatever, it's like, oh, cool, sick, it's all going in the right direction. But mm. like, it doesn't light you up nowhere near as much as like when like the the actual real outcomes happen. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Like in terms yeah. of like the real outcomes, like if you like increase a client's campaign conversion rate from 20% to 35% because you've just like discovered some new shit and just like smashed it or one of your team members is just like absolutely crushing it with their clients and get some like amazing feedback mm. and like that sort of stuff.
0: When you're mastering your craft and you're yeah.
1: 100% yeah. bro, it's the exact same thing is like, I can like, even though, dude, like I'm not comparing myself in any way, shape or form to like guys like, you know, like UFC fighters or F1 drivers or whatever it basically is. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really funny because like if you make it into the F1, right? Like your first year's paycheck is enough to have you set up for life for a very comfortable and good life, like straight away or even oh, in the yeah. NBA, right? Do you know what I mean? You like get signed for even like million and a $4 million contract, you never have to do a single thing again after that contract expires or whatever in your entire fucking life ever to live at like a high level. Mm -hmm. But like, obviously that's like, if it was about the money, then like we wouldn't have people going for like seven world championships or fucking five rings or like, you know, Mm -hmm. if it was all about the money, you wouldn't have like, Tesla wouldn't be a thing, Amazon wouldn't be a thing, all the innovation that we basically have wouldn't be a thing, that camera wouldn't be a thing, that kind of thing.
2: Like yeah, yeah. None of it, because it's
1: all like it's all for the love of, for the love and the chase of like growth and success and like mm. creating epic fucking cool shit and that sort of stuff. It's all for like actualization, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. For the love for sure. of the craft, I guess.
1: It's yeah. yeah. It's love the craft, but also just like uh, reaching your like I guess reaching your potential. Yeah. Like your potential cannot be uh, defined by money in kind of like any way, shape, or mm. form. It's like so. All it's like all of these things. Like when you're coming up fuck yeah you have to be driven by money you have to be driven by money and i'm still definitely driven by money for sure um like i'm not gonna like say that i'm above that in any way shape or form and doing cool shit with the money and that kind of thing as well but it's so much like more than that now like it's so much more than that because like if i wanted to just like keep things ticking along the way that they were and just like start chilling and this and that and the other like i could Mm. um like with where we're at sort of right now but like And it'd be a comfortable life. It wouldn't be like fucking crazy. Like, I'm not going to get like a ticket to Mars on fucking Elon's spaceship with the amount of money that I'm making at all. But like, you know, none of that sort of stuff. Um, But yeah, it's just like, it's so much more about just like, Mm. just creating and doing epic shit for the love of creating and doing epic shit. Mm. Because that's what brings it all to life. Yeah. That's That's that's
2: beautiful. How did you manage to kind of, Uh, Separate your own self worth with your material self worth, material worth.
1: Yeah, that's um, I think a a shitload of gratitude journaling. Yeah, gratitude journaling super 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 important. But then b um, just lots of conversations with people that have like nailed that as well. Like to a certain extent, like realizing that like you are you and you are worthy of your own self love and the love of others, regardless of like anything. You're obviously naturally gonna get more like. A surface level and even deeper love from people when you're like authentically like, walking your path and that sort of stuff but realizing like if you're on the pathway of like living your best life and living like true to yourself every external thing that you get is purely just a external reflection and manifestation of like you kind of walking that kind of thing yeah yeah so the love the self-love and that everything like that is like knowing that like am i doing shit to the best of my ability am i living my like most authentic pathway all that sort of stuff and then being super grounded like in that but um a hundred and fifty percent like that separation is 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 so clear in my mind for like my life and why that's fucking awesome is like the second that's like because then all of a sudden you don't need anything and the second you don't need anything you get everything you fucking want like which is crazy right because you're just like you're not needing anything you're not like Like, if I get this, then I'll impress this person. If I can get this, then I'll feel, like, good about myself, that kind of thing. I mean, obviously, like, I'm still tied to, like, the external material world, like, in bits and bobs. And I still find myself, like, desiring shit and that sort of stuff, which I'll go and get. But um, it's, like, I, I, I fundamentally know, fundamentally, that, like, if this person walked out of my life or if this thing failed or this, 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 like, I'm, like my own self-love and self-worth and being and that kind of things and be unchanged mm-hmm. unless like i was being a fuckhead that caused that to happen yeah then it's more of like a self-reflection but it's like even if you're it's like even if you're being a fuckhead then you're self-reflecting like oh that was all on me that still also can't change your self-love as well if that makes sense because yeah, you know yeah. that you had to go through that to like actually learn that lesson oh wow well. does that make sense yeah, like, yeah 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 so it's like Yeah, that is, honestly, man, like, and that's, fuck, they need to teach that shit in schools, like, from day one. Because the second you have, like, a deep, genuine, rock-solid, like, self-love and that, like, vibe, Mm. everything else becomes, like, for the love of the game or fun or you don't take things, like, nowhere near as personally or things just, like, just wick off your shoulders, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because, like, you just, like, nothing can shake that.
0: Epic yeah That's beautiful. Let's wrap it there, man. Thank yeah. you very Sweet. much for coming down the run. No worries at all. <laughs> you, man. Yeah, it was
1: cool, man. This is a really awesome yeah, setup. Thanks, hey. dude. That yeah. was beautiful. Dude, this is yeah. sick. I'm